Welcome to The Table, where three women of three generations are navigating together how to pursue God as Father, Jesus as Lord, and Spirit as Shepherd through every stage of life. It doesn't always look pretty, and it's never perfect, but we're always aiming to sharpen each other as iron on iron. So sister, pull up a chair, settle in, and get ready to grow with us in today's episode of The Iron Women. Welcome to episode two of the Iron Women podcast. You've got me, Erica, here, along with Deanna and Lauren as your hosts once again. This episode uh, and the next two, really, we're going to be taking the time to kind of introduce who we are, our relationship with Jesus when that started, how that's, you know, looked over the years and translated into the now, as well as just our background, family, careers, passions, all that kind of stuff. So you can get to know us more on a personal level um, these first few episodes. So today we're going to be letting Deanna... Deanna? Deanna. (laughs) Mom. Um, Yep. Deanna do her story um, and her testimony and all that kind of stuff. But before we get into that, we're going to do our little opening bit. (laughs) That is our connection card, just to get flowing here. And the card we've got is, would you ever want to collect something? If so, what would it be? Uh, Collecting money is always a good thing. Um, let me see. I, oh, if I wanted to collect something, I feel like sign me up for that one. Sign me up for I'm that collecting one too. money. Yeah, we're just gonna collect money. Um, if anyone has any, they want to get to my yeah. collection. Uh, we do accept donations. Just, yeah, so, Venmo, PayPal, and Apple, Apple Cash. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what all those are. Um, okay, so we do. Don't worry. Collect. I think right now, like I love collecting books. Yeah. Um, I have, you know, bookshelves filled of books that I, I may not read for another 10, 20 years, yep. but I, I do like to collect books. Yeah. So yeah. Books, books, books. Yeah. And cups, cups. <gasps> What's the deal with cups y'all? Y'all. Cups and mugs. Oh, I might I might go with that one because I was okay. kind of scratching my head there. I think I'm going to steal that from you. Yeah. I'm going with mugs. 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 I love me a good coffee mug. I know. And I think it's because I'm not a morning person. And so it kind of makes me feel like I might be a morning person. Okay. It's an like incentive. A good, a good mug in hand. An imposter yeah. morning person. Yes, imposter morning person yeah. right here, folks. Yeah. Well, I know. Right I've here. cleaned out my cabinet so many times. I've but cleaned then... out her cabinet so many times. <laughs> okay. okay. But before you cleaned out my cabinet, <laughs> I cleaned out cabinets as well. And and I just keep buying more. What yeah. is it with cups and mugs? Yeah. I can't resist Well, you can't find the perfect one. No, wow. I can find many no, yeah, perfect ones. We can. Ones. Oh, we can. The issue is we don't have any discipline, but also it's the perfect and not very expensive gift to give people. It is. So people just pick up a mug for birthdays, for Christmas, and like, and you get reminded, like, oh, they like this. Oh, yeah. It reminds yeah. me yes. of them, so I'm buying yes. it for them. And then you've got 12 mugs last yes. Christmas. And okay. our family, especially my two children, one of which is Erica, one of our hosts, <laughs> they have so many things they're into. It's that generation. Yeah. They're into Hobbies. like 25 different things. And yeah. so when mama goes to the store you see and I see these, I'm like, oh, things. Jonathan would love that. Erica would love that. <laughs> um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. That goes, that goes into my answer. Yeah. I do have 25 obsessions. 
yeah. passions <laughs> that I love in life. Uh, which is versatile. Yes. Many of which are summed up into the Disney category. So yeah. um, anything Disney related, I always say I have like my favorites, but I've gotten to collect several things over the years. I love me good denim jacket. Oh my goodness, um, yes. I probably Wait, like have several denim jackets. Oh, though? numerous do- oh, denim jackets. I have jackets. several of every shade of denim jacket <laughs> yes. and size and fit. Mm-hmm. Distressed, okay. classic. Okay, yeah. so you're not a minimalist. In a lot of areas, I am. No, okay. But not. in the areas that I'm obsessed with, I really struggle. So denim jackets is definitely one. I heard that that was a minimus, minimalist rule is if you. You can only have one yeah. denim jacket. Yeah. Yeah, no, I couldn't do that. I have my areas where I allow myself to splurge, but then I like cut back in other areas. But yeah. then I have a t-shirt issue. I have... Um, so we're calling collections issues. Yeah. Addiction, honestly, yeah. is what it is. Um, so I feel like there's nothing else I want to collect. I already collect them. VHS tapes. I have oh, a strange yeah. really? connection. Oh, I take people's VHS tapes from them. I will yes. buy them from them if they're wanting And how many um, um, VH, what are they VHS called? VCR players. players. VCR players. I've collected four or five of them because yeah. those things are going for a lot of money nowadays. You VCRs? VCR, yes. yes. You cannot buy it. They don't make them anymore, obviously. Huh. So they? I don't know. On Amazon yeah. and eBay and stuff, they're so expensive. Who would have thought? But I've yeah. got uh, quite a few sitting You've in the closet. Quite a few. Yeah. I'm prepared. All right. Well, there you go. Are, are they in your closet or are those still at my house? No, they're in temperature controlled closet in the okay. apartment. Yeah. They're not left in the cold. Most of our other collections <laughs> is still at my house. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's what, I don't have anything new to add. I collect too many things as it is. Um, <laughs> but all right. So this episode, like I said, um, is about um, you sharing your story. Yeah. Um, who you are, what yeah. people want to take away about how we've gotten to this place. Yeah. Well, I guess, first of all, we have to, you know, state the obvious that has already been kind of dropped here a few times. Um, Erica, the the Iron Woman in her 20s, is my <laughs> daughter. And um, I am representing um, the 50s generation. Um, I'm the oldest of this group. Lauren represents the I'm 30s. the happy middle child. <laughs> yes, she's the happy middle child. And so, yeah, I'm 53, and I think I'm okay with that. Um, I'm becoming more and more okay with that. So I'll just jump right in. I became a child of God when I was a child. Mm. And um, that happened because I was raised in a Christian home where when my parents got saved, Quite a few years before I was born, they um, they jumped in real quick to having a ministry mindset. Mm. And early on, my father knew that he was called into ministry, called to preach. So I was raised in that type of atmosphere. Have an older sister; she's three and a half years older than me. And um, so my salvation moment came when. I don't know if y'all remember, um, some of you out there may remember, CEF. It was Child Evangelism Fellowship, and they they would do these little um, day clubs where after school, people would open their homes, and kids would come into the homes, and they would do Bible lessons and stuff. Well, my parents did that, my mom mostly, and I don't, I don't have a lot of recollection of this, but I was told that I was kind of like a... I didn't like that it was happening in my home and I was a little bit of a, a tester and I wouldn't come to it because all the kids were there. I don't know if that's true <laughs> or not. It could be one of those made up memories, yeah. you know, I don't know, but that's what I, that's what I say. And so after one of them, 
uh, I asked my mom about going to heaven. And I knew that my dad, my mom, and my older sister would go to heaven when they die. And I, for some reason, knew that I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And so the gospel message was something that was um, talked about in our home. And so I remember she took a little bookmark and it had three crosses and a crown of thorns on it. And we sat on the little couch there. I think it was like one of them flower printed couches back in the day. Um, and so she went through the gospel and, you know, I asked the Lord to save me, to forgive me of my sins. And at that time, come into my heart, you know, remember that terminology and I truly believe... Still terminology. <laughs> still terminology, yeah. Um, I truly believe that's when God saved me because as I know now, it's not up to me. It was up to Him. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've been saved since three and a half. And so what I realized recently is I am celebrating 50 years Wow. being a believer. So I not only feel old in my normal age, but now like I'm an old Christian. You're a mature. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Better word. So that is my salvation experience. And, you know, we'll get into more details and stuff of like the growing up as we go along and filling in details. But um, I am a recovering former pastor's child. Um, when I was seven years old, my father um, became a pastor of a church and that was an interesting experience because in the 70s, I, from my experience and from other pastors' kids I've talked to from that time period, it was a very um, glass bowl, glass, glass house, house, glass fish house, bowl. fish bowl, there you go, mm. um, experience. And so, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that came out of that that affected a lot of things, even in my own family. But I did. Um, I'm a pastor's kid. Which meant then that I did the traditional Christian school, um, Bible college, and met my husband uh, my second year of you know Bible college. Uh, went to be at elementary education, and he was a Bible theology major. And we met, you know, fell in love and fought a lot and got married. <laughs> and so um, so then we gave birth to two really great kids, one of which is Erica doing this podcast with us. Mm -hmm. And she's newly married. Just how many months is it? Erica, how many months? You should know uh, this. Maybe coming up <laughs> on five. Okay. Newly married about five months and I love and adore my new son-in-law. And then I have her younger brother, Jonathan, and he is a Marine. And, um, you know, just, I'm just really grateful for the two kids that God has given us. And I mean, for lack of a better term, how they've turned out. Mm. Um, that's mostly 99% due to God. And maybe that 1% is just simply us being the vessels that he chose to have these kids. Mm -hmm. So um, we have that. And so for the first time, my husband, Jeff, and I, he is a pastor now. And um, oh, so I might as well mention, well, I said that, like, Lauren um, goes to our church and hey. my daughter goes to our church. She is um, one of the worship leaders on our worship team and Lauren does everything <laughs> I need her to do. 
and more. I'm the tech guru. Yes. And she's a visionary too. So it's trying to keep up with her. But (laughs) yeah, we all go to the same church. My husband's the pastor there. And, um, so yeah, uh, that's kind of my life now. Uh, let me think. Um, I do. Okay. I do. I do have a love. And his name is Harley Davidson Bartlett. And both of my children accept that I do love him more than them. And he is my puggle. Have y'all ever heard of puggles? Yes. Harley is adorable. He, we love Harley. He is, Although isn't he? Harley is the reason why we are not doing this podcast yes, at my house. home. <laughs> because Harley must be with mama at all times. Yes. And Harley and must whine to mama at yes, all times yes. for and everything. I know. He's, I <laughs> mean, he's father. my baby. Um, he didn't move out and leave me like my children have. So, uh, um, yeah. Your son's still technically not moved out. Okay. He's st- yeah, we still have and his I room. just moved out five I, months yeah, I ago. I know. I, I'm struggling a little bit with empty nests. But my husband and I are, you know, just empty nesting it now. And, um, so I, my life now just kind of revolves around, um, our church family, my ministry that I do a lot of, I try to stay very connected to some community stuff. So with that, I having an education background, I substitute in our um, public school system. And I really enjoy that. And, um, lots of women's ministry, whether it's in my church or, in our community through, we have like, our denomination has an association. We have like 85 churches. So I try to reach out to those women. And, um, you're also a professional photographer, Deanna. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. Um, so Lauren has a photography business. Are we allowed to say your photography business or is that not kosher? It's storybook. And so, um, storybook photography. And so she needs people that, um, are good with children because she photos. Oh yeah. Shameless plug. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're hiring. Yeah. Um, she, um, does daycares and stuff and we have to pose the kids, whatnot. And she gets me up at a ridiculous time in the morning, <laughs> um, about four or five times, you know, in the, in the two different seasons. So and now she is definitely considered a professional. Yeah. I'm a professional <laughs> photographer now. So yeah, there's that too. Um, I, I love being with my family. Um, I am, I'm really disconnected from a lot of my my family growing up, my brother, sister, and parents. And so it was really important to me to be very connected in our unique way to each other. And so we love... Uh, we love getting together and watching movies with each other. We love our, our new thing is bowling. And yes, um, That's which fun. none of us are really good except my son's okay. But um, yeah, bowling. And we do love Disney. And I know lots of stuff back and forth about Disney, but I'm just going to tell you, we are Disney people and we love doing that together. So that's kind of me. I am part time on my staff, uh, on my church staff. So um, that's a first time for that because in women's ministry, there's not a lot of what you'd call jobs to hire women in the church community. And so I was doing women's ministry just because I love it and feel called to it for about three and a half years at our church. And the elders of our church called me in and said, we need to pay you. Yeah. Why are we paying our men's pastor, our children's pastor, our student pastor, and we're not paying you? You're, you're ministering to half of our conversation congregation. Yeah. So I was really grateful for that. Talk a little bit about like what kind of qualified you for that, like what you were doing before Mm -hmm. you stepped into that. Oh yeah. Well, I, 
you know, I, I started in children's ministry because that was my degree. Yeah. But I'm just going to be honest, as, as much as I gave my best to that, there was something missing. Mm. And when I was about 23 years old, my pastor's wife at the time asked me to team teach a little lady Sunday school class with her. And my first response was, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't do women. Because women are messy. Yes. And so... Um, <laughs> So three weeks later, because I love my pastor's wife so much, mm-hmm. I was team teaching that class with her. And my first time um, getting in front of those seven little ladies in a little room in a, a double wide trailer that we had for some classes, I taught women. Mm-hmm. And it was in that moment that I knew this is what God had been preparing me for. And, you know, at that time, you look back on my 20-some years of life and you think, I can see why this happened. I can see why this happened. Now that I'm 30 years beyond that, I can really see why this and that happened. So I just, I was in a church where we just did a little bit of everything. We were there for 15 years, my husband and I. He was an assistant and then eventually pastored it for two years. And it was one of those, you know, you just do whatever needs to be done. And um, taught at a Christian school. And in that time, the Lord was really saying, okay, I want you to go more into this area of ministering to women. And through a lot of things, it may be a story down the road, um, he did call me to quit my job teaching and start a nonprofit in my community. Mm-hmm. And that lasted for 10 years where we provided counseling, discipleship, mentoring, Bible studies in our community. And at the time, our community didn't have those things yeah. being offered for women. So we felt like we really filled a, a void that was in our community. Ten years down the road, he's like, okay, Deanna, we're done with that. And um, I became more focused in my church ministry as Jeff and I were um, at a new church. And I just was like, I'm just going to minister to the women. You know, no real title. I had plans in my head and thoughts, but... I'm like, you know, if someone else wants to do the women's ministry director, I will be one of those pastor's wives that just comes alongside of them and just supports them and helps them. But through just the course of events, you know, it was like, Deanna needs to do this. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we started a ministry and I have a ministry team of 14 women, which amazes me because for so many years it was me (laughs) and maybe a friend or my pastor's wife or something like that. And so it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm kind of right now, like in my honey pot and lots of years of ministry. That was a struggle. And so my husband and I are just really grateful for where God has us now because we're in a growing church and I, I don't care about numerical as much, but we are discipling people. And we always had this dream that you could have good, um, expositional, line-by-line, verse teaching with maybe a good praise group. And then like the people actually get to know each other more than on just Sundays. And we kind of had this dream that this could happen, and God has allowed that dream to come true, which we realize now is His dream, first of all. Yeah. You know, it's that Psalms 37, 4, you know, delight thyself also in the Lord, He will give thee the desires in the heart. Well, He's the one that gave us that desire. Yep. It was His desire. Yep. And now we're seeing that fleshed out. So yeah, that's me. And did I answer your question? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've just, I've done all kind of women's ministry, educated myself, you know, coming up in my time period and my denominational background, seminary was not encouraged, Mm. um, nor was going into anything like this. It was you, you studied to become a a Christian school teacher, a, a, you can be a pastor's wife or a missionary wife. Or a nurse. Nurse. Those, those yeah. are the four <laughs> careers women were given. In. Yes. Yeah, and right. um, yeah, I don't do the whole nurse thing. So <laughs> I went elementary education, which, you know, for a while I felt like, man, like only if, like if someone would have been there to mentor and guide me and really seen my gifts, because I think my gifts were revealed at an early age. So, but that didn't happen. And because I believe in God's sovereignty, um, what happened happened. Yeah. And so, yeah, I taught school for 16 years and ended up ministering to a lot of the women after school and through different churches that I was connected to. So it's always been weaved into your life. It's always been weaved yeah, into my life. Yeah. She's always, ever since I can remember, there's been, for both my parents, it's not, ministry is not a job they get paid to do. It's, it's how what they've they lived life, how they've led our family. People are in the dining room all the time Mm. or in the living room or they're going to other people's houses. It's just who they are. Yeah. That's what they do, whether they're getting paid for it or not. So it's like, I can't imagine growing up with that kind of, uh, like influence, but also just model of how to do that healthfully, you know? Yeah. Well, maybe not always healthily, but (laughs) it wasn't always healthily, but but nonetheless it was happening. Yeah. It was always healthy or not. Yeah. Sure. And I think that's what was one of the things that kept my kids grounded. Mm-hmm. Like my husband and I, we've been told from other people that one of the things about us is we just kind of live real. Yeah. And so um, being raised in a pastor's kid's home, we had to do and not do a lot of things so we didn't offend anyone in the church or the community. Mm. And that was not the best way to raise. My, my parents didn't know any better. That's what they were told to do. And so, you know, I determined, well, first of all, I determined, my sister and I both determined, we are not marrying pastors. <laughs> we are not marrying anyone in the God ministry. He does. He does. And so, you know, my first year of college, I'm like, I will not date any guys that are a Bible majors, you know? And so- Was um, Jeff? Was Jeff a Bible major? Well, okay. So I- She's literally going to a Bible college. <laughs> okay. So my first college, we're not, we're not naming names here on this podcast, but my first Christian college- <laughs> you know, um, was an unusual experience. And you could take a lot of different majors and stuff. When I transferred my sophomore year, it was a smaller Bible college. And that's where I met Jeff. And so, um, yeah. So is that what you just said? Like, what 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 made me say that? Like you said about going to college. Joking how you said you knew what you didn't want to marry. Oh, so yeah. going into like the Bible profession, yet you're going to. I know. I know. So I, I, I dated guys that were in different majors at, at my first year of college. Um, the second year, it was. It was a smaller Bible college training pastors and Christian school teachers. And I'm like, okay. But that was a that was a transitional year for me because I, I, I started realizing I needed to give up a little bit of my love for the world mm. at that point. And um, so, you know, I set some things to the side and said, I'm going to get serious about this. And, you know, hindsight always, you know, I knew I was meant to meet Jeff there because all that was there was men training for the ministry. Sure. And so when, you know, I realized who he was and 
he wanted to ask me on a date because he sent his friend to ask me. And I'm like, well, he is good looking and he dresses really nice. And then, you know, like, okay. I said, I'll give him one chance. And so he was nice to look at, you know? Oh, and wow. so uh, now no, it's Are true. Are you making Erica. you feel uncomfy? Oh. It, he should get over it. And so, um, but he had a very unique relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. as just a, an 18 year old. Yeah. And so it kind of went from there. So, yeah, and I'm like, oh, well, here I go. And the thing is, my sister ended up marrying a guy that became a pastor, too. So, oh, that's you know. so funny. Yeah, I know. It's the old thing, never say never, like you said, Lauren. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, but right now, um, you know, ministry wasn't always great. It's It's been some hard stuff along the way. Yeah. But we we both can really say we just love ministering where we're ministering right now. What would you say, like, on a regular average week? Like, how does your week break down? What are you doing most okay. days? Um, what okay, does your so, life look like on yeah. a regular week? So I, I, can, I can juggle a lot of things, okay? So, you know, when I say things, it, it's not in like, a, oh, I do this and I do that. I can just juggle a lot of things for now. So um, Monday, I try my best to stay at home, to do preps, to do emails, you know, I, I do a lot of ministry in the week, so I have to have that day where I kind of gather my thoughts for everything. And so every once in a while that gets, you know, taken up. But um, I, you know, I prepare for Bible studies. I meet with women. Um, I have meetings with all the different things I'm connected to. I think I would describe my stage of life now is I'm training a lot. Yeah. I'm training a women's ministry team. I'm training an admin team. I'm training women how to teach the Bible. I'm training women how to study the Bible. I'm training them how to lead in a ministry context. And so I've, I kind of transitioned in my 40s to now to where I'm realizing, okay, not that I'm like, you know, dying in the next year or anything, you know, because of age, I'm not that old, (laughs) but I'm realizing like, I wanted to be very intentional from 50 to 60 Mm. because I know 60 from what I've been told that, you know, you start getting a little less energy and training women as a, as opposed to just ministering to women is very, very different. Yeah. So right now my life is what I would say very busy, but if it's with wonderful things, I dictate my schedule. So like a day in my life is a little bit of everything. Yeah. I may throw in some laundry one day. I may study for my my Bible class. I may be doing some um, things with um, some studies I've written. I may mm. be videoing something for a study. I may be sitting on a Saturday morning from nine to two <laughs> o'clock recording podcasts now. Um, but it's my six days are usually centered around just meeting women's needs. And, but mm. I do, I put in days off. I'm big on silence and solitude retreats. I take a lot of them. Yeah. And, um, you know, my husband and I, because we're empty nesters, you know, we, anytime we just need to set a date night or something, we do it. Um, yesterday was supposed to be date day, but we both realized we had a lot to do around the house. So we just did a lot around the house and, and that was our life yesterday. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I make myself available within my limitations. I've learned that to like ministering to women. Yeah. You had said something um, that was pretty significant that I want to go back to. You said my six days. Mm-hmm. 
Can you tell us what you meant by six days? Yeah. So, um, so obviously we have seven days in a week. Yeah. I count one of those days Sunday um, because Sunday is a very big ministry day for me. You know, like as soon as as soon as I hit the parking lot at church, I am there to worship God, mm-hmm. to equip, exhort, strengthen the brethren. I'm like church was meant to be. And so I basically go with the idea of here I am, Lord, use me in ministry this day. We do take half of that day off. And yeah. that's when we spend it with our kids and we watch a movie that night and because we don't have the PM service. But um, I have a, another day during the week. And that was like yesterday. Yeah. And so um, I insert Sabbath all throughout the week. I, I love that we have the freedom to do that now. Yeah. But I mean, you know, let, let's just be real. Like two weeks ago, I was at a beach house for a week you know, in my silence and solitude. And not a lot of people get to do that. So Mm -hmm. I'm very just proactive about putting in my silence and solitude, my Sabbath time. Yeah. And that's, that's been a journey understanding what that looks like. Yeah. And even, um, making it happen. Like it literally started out, okay, I'm going to take 20 minutes of Sabbath, you know, and now I'm like taking a week of Sabbath. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. What would you say, um, the next 10 to 15, 20 years, you think it's going to look like? Obviously, God can well, do Well, I hope I become a grandmother. <laughs> Let's not go down that okay. road. Um, <laughs> but like... She asked. You've given us the last... You're 53. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you get 20, 30 years, yes. what do you dream of Yes, happening? yes. Well, um, okay. So I for since my... F- mid thirties, I started becoming very intentional about looking down the road. And that looking down the road has been with a process of asking the Lord, here I am. I don't know how many years you're going to give me, but if you give me the average 75, 80, uh, this is what I would like to do. And all of that comes out knowing what my spiritual gift is. Yeah. Everything flows out of what my spiritual gift is, because I know that's what I was, you know, put on this planet for. He called me to salvation. He gave me the spiritual gift. This is how I minister to the faith family, other believers, as well as reach out to the community. And so from 50 to 60, I pretty much said, I will continue um, doing the Bible studies, meeting with women myself, with discipling, mentoring, teaching, uh, whatever else that involves, but also putting in there, okay, I want to train these women to do these things. And I, I, I come from the church generation of we somehow missed that women teaching women, women passing down to other women. And because I starved for that, I was yeah. starving for that, which is biblical. That's oh, I mean, it's it's, it's yeah. based off of the yes, Bible. I mean, it's like God told Paul to tell Titus, "Listen, you got to tell those women in the church that they are to be teaching other women." And I don't know what happened. Yeah, um, I have I have some ideas, you know, but. Um, you know, so I was raised in that where I, I remember like sitting on the church pew thinking, I wish some women would just like, 
I don't even know where this terminology came from other than scripture, like take me under their wing. Yeah. Which in my my teenager's mind was a mentoring. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I had Sunday school teachers and they were good, but I didn't know their life outside of Sunday. I wasn't involved. I mean, no one ever said here, you know, let me take you out to McDonald's. Right. You know, um, you know, why don't you come over to my house for a little bit and hang out with me? That concept was so new to me. Yeah. Because um, I just was not raised in it. And so because of, you know, most times passions come out of what was deficient in our life. You know, we had this deficiency, whether it was, you know, on purpose or not. Uh, we have this thing that we lacked in our life and we're like, I'm going to change that. Yep. And that's where I think the the eventual call to women's ministry came from. So 50 to 60, I want to train because, you know, if and when I joke with my teams all the time, like I say, okay, now I can die because <laughs> like I have one of you to to do this, you know what to do. Yeah. And I think that's how all women's ministries should be. You know, um, just training up people around you so that, you know, heaven forbid, like, you know, God calls my husband and I somewhere else, which we don't want that to happen necessarily, but, or something does happen to me early before those 80 years. I want to know that something could happen to me today and Every aspect of discipleship and ministry happening at my church can still go on. Yeah. And so um, that requires a lot of time and training. So then by when I get to my 60s, I kind of picture my 60s to 70s, still like I want to be in really good shape physically. So I'm working <laughs> on that now. You know, I imagine enjoying my husband, my children, grandchildren. my grandchildren. That yes. don't exist. Yes, yet. that don't exist. But are um, very much prayed over. Yes, already. very much prayed over. Of course, you know, I adopt all the children at my church. And everyone knows yeah. that. Literally, so. yes. the second every Sunday service is shut down, there's this swarm of elementary age children that come to our seats and to go like, see the candy lady. The candy lady, give <laughs> yeah. us the candy bag. Yeah. yeah, and I ain't gincy in my candy bag. No, she oh, gives no. full size <laughs> yes. candy to these jokers. Yes, yes, yes. But Much she does, to my daughter's jealousy. She does have this rule where they have to, most of the time, say, did you learn anything? Did yeah. you listen? And then she always tells them intentional about, I love you and Jesus loves you. Yeah. Because you never know. Kids may not hear that home. Yeah. My boys are direct benefits from <laughs> yes. this candy ministry. And so, yeah, we have yeah. bouncing off the wall toddlers of, at about one o'clock after yes. church every and week. Yes. Well, I'm napping. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The week yeah. that she's in children's church. Cause she teaches like every six, six weeks, weeks or something. And she's not in the main service. The second they start swarming, they're like, where is Miss Deanna? <laughs> yeah. And we're like, go find her in the kids wing. And they're like, Marching down there. It's hilarious. Yeah, I think the one week I was on vacation, um, they got really upset with Erica (laughs) and her husband, Matt, because... They really did. Yeah. You're going to have to start carrying a candy bag. I know. I come to where I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, we ain't doing this. Go down the kid's wing, bother (laughs) her. Yeah, for real. (laughs) But yeah, my 60s to 70s, I want to focus on really just teaching the Bible um, and just letting women come sit at my home and being available for women. So I've, I'll, I've done my training. I've, I've made sure all the little areas that something happens to me are filled. And then I can just do that. That is my dream. We never know. Yeah. I mean, we never know. 
Yeah. And um, a lot of things can happen. But that is my request. And as I said before, it's my desire. And I think that desire comes from him. After 70, I still want to be going. Yeah. I do. I mean, if, if he wills that, I mean, why not? I... I don't know. I don't get this thing. I never did. Like, and I know older women are going to say, you'll get it when you're 70 though. (laughs) Um, I know my energy is going to lack. I may have physical issues, but even if I, if, if I have to be in a recliner, I still want women to be able to come and sit on the chair across from me and get anything they need. So I guess what I'm saying is I am just going to stay available and I will do things that I am capable of doing till the moment he takes me home. Yeah. Well, that's my goal. If I can speak on behalf of probably every woman who has ever served underneath you, we are thankful that in God's sovereignty, he allowed the deficiency in your life that you then championed and stepped into because we have benefited tremendously from the heart that God has given you to just take women under your wing. So, and it, it goes right back that God has given the women that actually care, Mm. you know, like they want to learn. Yeah. They want to minister. They want to serve. And they're like, tell us how to do this. Yeah. And, or they want to learn how to study the Bible. They want to learn how to teach the Bible. So, you know, I'm, I constantly am taking classes myself to learn more of how to study and teach the Bible. It's a never ending process. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I just feel like as long as you want to use me, Lord, I'll be used. And, you know, if if it's sooner rather than later, I'm okay with that too. Um, as long as, you know, I, I make that last checklist thing. You know how when you're little, Jesus, don't come before I graduate <laughs> yeah, from high what is, school. What is yours now? What is your I checklist? know, it's grandchildren. It's the last it's thing. So maybe like, you know, Mine I don't was know. Mine yeah. was marriage as well. Yeah. Mine was like, yes. Lord, please just let me please, get I married. Just I just want, want to be experience. Even if it's for literally... That. Two days. Yeah. You can come two days hours, in a honeymoon. That's all I hours. need. Yeah. <laughs> no. And the more I talked to women, even the most godly of women, we all were like that, yes. you know? Um, so, so yeah. So my last little thing on that. Well, I do want to go to Israel. Mm, me too. Um, yeah. I've kind of, beca- you know, I never traveled before. I didn't like to travel. And someone graciously extended an, an invitation to my husband and I to go to Greece and Turkey. Um, a couple years ago and go walk the path of Paul. Yeah. And Um, yeah, it was like, oh my goodness. Like, that's what I've been teaching about. It really made a lot of things because, you know, like, remember I said, I'm I'm not the, I'm a BC student at best. And so seeing those things helped me. So I'm like, I can only imagine what like maybe going to Israel one day would do. But if he chooses heaven with him over Israel, I'm good with that. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, that's. That's me. That's her. That's me. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little raw. We all are. Yeah, I'm, I'm not real pish posh. Am I pish posh? I don't think I'm pish posh. I can be pish I posh think, yeah. I think if I need you, to be. I think you read the room pretty well. Read the room. So yeah. I, I hope to learn that from you. <laughs> read that room, Lauren. Read that room. <laughs> nah. Nah. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, anything else you want to add last or you feel like um, you summed it all up there? I, I, yeah. Yeah. Lots of okay. things in between, but that'll just flesh yeah, out as we talk yeah. conversations. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. Well, with that, we're going to end with our fun cup. Fun, fun cup. Fun cup. 
<laughs> I'm picking it out. What activity or setting equates to relaxation for you? The beach. The so beach. that's a setting. What activity? Sitting on the beach. <laughs> doing nothing. No doing activity nothing. on the beach. Having, which I'm not allowed to have right now because of my eating plan, but a Diet Coke and a book. Mm. Um, yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah. I do like having my husband sitting beside me and my daughter on the other side. My son hates the sand. So yeah. that that to me is, mm, that's good times. Yeah. It's the prime of yeah. life. Prime. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What setting or activity of relaxation? Okay. Um, I am a big snuggler, cuddler, and my boys are five and six years old right now. And so they love snuggles. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, they came to me. Just... They came to me the other day, and um, your youngest said, "Miss Deanna, Miss Deanna, we get to snuggle in mommy's bed in four days. Oh yes. yes, it's like yes. an event at their house. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Daddy is out of town this weekend, and so they have gotten to uh, sleep in bed with mommy, and yeah. it's definitely a thing. Like it's a sleepover. Um, yeah, and so even uh, the babysitter today came over, and my um, Isaac came to me and said, mommy, you have to make sure that she knows I want to snuggle. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, if you're a babysitter of ours and uh, physical touch is not a love language of yours, I apologize ahead of time (laughs) because my kids will be all over you anyways. So yeah, we're just a snuggling family. And so I just have like, when I have one boy under each arm, like snuggled up in our like mm. king size bed and our comfy like comforter. That's kind of like that's my go to spot right now. It's just my yeah. bedroom. My bed is just really comfy, and so having them kind of like snuggled up. So yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And when dad is home and with us, then it's just like, yep, I'm done. That's yeah. my happy place. Yeah, yeah. Good. Mine again. I'm a I'm a woman of many loves. <laughs> um, I don't discriminate, and I would say the beach. Like mom is definitely is the same thing sitting, I like reading or having music playing and just turning off the brain and relaxing there. I would also say, oddly, I know most people will find this not to be the case, but I just find going to Disney World and even though you are physically at the end of yourself and every <laughs> yeah. part of your body is hurting, if you do it the correct way, yes, the correct and you way. are there when it opens and you don't leave till it closes yes. and you are on your feet. And you don't time. need to go back for a nap. And this no. is relaxing. Yeah. Oh, so here's the thing. Yeah. In an odd way, it's mm. just when I am walking down Main Street, USA, I, yeah, I am like with a Starbucks in hand yeah. from the Disney Starbucks. Yes. I'm just like with the castle in front of me and the music is playing and there's balloons and bubbles and children. And I'm like, I'm having my t-shirt on, my coordinating yes. outfit with ears and backpacks yes. all themed. Which she's the planned for months before the trip. You know what? Life doesn't get better than that. To yeah. Me. It really, really doesn't. Even though you are bleeding and crying by the end of the day. <laughs> yes. Truly it does not matter. And I'm ready to go five days in a row at 7 a.m. That is oh life goodness. at its best. That's our family. To me, um, yeah. With my family. Yeah. That's I it. Love it. And her new husband has been a trooper just joining in with that. Yeah. Bless his heart. Yeah. Oh, that's so, <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That would yeah. be mine. The beach, Disney. <laughs> yeah. Um, we do like the mountains some too. Yeah. We're mountain um, yeah. people. You know, like a nice little cabin. 
You know, yeah. I've had some friends give me cabins in the mountains yes. for my silence and solitude. And Shopping, cozy. Oh, spending yeah. money is oh, always an option for me. That was another <laughs> app that I had to block on my phone at one point. <laughs> yeah. It's just, oh, yeah, that's a whole thing. No, I've had yes. to work through yes. the self-soothing We're both of, through it. of shopping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But those would be mine. Okay. So that's today's episode. We thank you guys so much for spending your time with us. We hope you guys enjoyed uh, getting to know Deanna, mama, a little bit mm. more <laughs> and check out the next two episodes where it'll be Lauren and then uh, me sharing our stories. Thank yeah. you guys. Thanks guys. Bye. Hey sisters, thank y'all so much for spending your time with us. We are excited and expectant for everything Jesus is going to do through these conversations. If you found this encouraging, insightful, or it brought you some moments of joy or laughter, go ahead and share this episode with your spiritual sisters to keep today's conversation going. Then come on back and hang out with us on the next episode of The Iron Women. 